And away we go! Hello, everyone! Welcome back <clears throat> to another episode <clears throat> of Relatively Subjective. I'm George. I'm David. And we're cousins, we're relatives, and we have subjective opinions on movie-related topics, and all entertainment-related topics, really. Because we don't just talk about movies here, we talk about things that matter. Right, David? <laughs> I mean, honestly... Sometimes we do. Sometimes not. Sometimes. Most of the time, no. Most of the time, no. But sometimes, sometimes we, we, we do. hit a subject. And I think today actually might be one of those subjects. Right. Let's let's uh, find out. You're talking about Godzilla. Right? <laughs> Global warming, yeah. man. That's what we're talking uh, about. Actually, actually yeah, I mean, a, it could be, honestly. Yeah. That is I a very serious issue. I think both of them have, are very political <laughs> movies. Uh, uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah. So, it it uh, totally could be. So today's episode is going to be on Godzilla, King of the Monsters, as well as Rocket Man. Two very different Double movies. Double features. One of them is about a lost soul who appeals to others through his music. Yeah. And the other is Rocket Man. Rocket Man. <laughs> yeah, you did it. Good job. I knew you were going to do that. Yeah, well, I did it last time. And it so worked. It, uh, it works. It works on multiple levels, I don't guys. know if it does. Um, you guys be the judge. You let me know. Honestly, um, uh, it, maybe if you didn't say music, but you, if you said like the sound of his voice, mastery or auditory mastery, something like that. Yeah, uh-huh. totally. All right, totes my goats. Two carbs, a hundred calories. This nice. episode is brought to you unofficially <laughs> by White Claw Hard Seltzer. It's actually pretty great. Uh-huh. I like it a lot. I have these at my job, and uh, hey, hey, uh, hey, White Claw, uh, hey, we're, we're White Claw, plugging we're, you. We're plugging you good. Give, give us. Is this illegal? I mean, more White Claw, I guess. I don't. You don't have to. Pay. I like pay us if you want. But you could let's also start pay off, us in White Claw. Let's start off soft. You guys bring get us one of those mini fridges with your logo on it full <laughs> of your you stuff. Go. Just fill it up every week. And we'll plug it every week. We'll plug it every week. It's, Do we have a deal? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Do we have a deal? All right. Um, but before we get into the movies we've we watched, we let's talk about what we've watched uh, um, outside of the yeah. theater yes. before that. And I'm going, during sh- the time I'm I going seen uh, straight to Facebook because um, Relatively Subjective is where now we post all the things that we are watching over the week. Or at yes, least I do. you do. Um, and I will. <laughs> Eventually. Uh, so, yeah, I watched uh, uh, two two things this week. I think I don't think I talked about Knock Down the House last week, did I? No, but no. I think you've mentioned I'm, it. I might have mentioned it. Uh, and, th- and then I watched Nutcracker in the Four Realms because why not? <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I mean, that's the Christmas movie, right? Yeah, with uh, Kira Knightley's in this. Kira Knightley's in it, and Morgan Freeman is oh, in yeah. it. Oh yeah, and um, it's basically name? Narnia, right? Like some kid ends up in a kind magic of, world. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very very similar, very you get re- thrust into very a, reminiscent a conflict uh, of an imaginary place. Yeah, yeah, it was it was very much like that, but very much not as good. Okay. Um, uh, who is the other lady I was thinking of? The Helen Mirren. She's the villain. She's she's Mother Ginger. Yeah. That's the villain. She in the commercials, it makes you believe that oh, she's the no, villain. Oh no, she's misunderstood. But she's misunderstood. Yeah, oh. actually, so this movie actually was a very weird analogy for death. Oh. Yeah, it was super kind of cryptic, and like in certain spots, it was a little heavy. But it obviously was like a ballet, and like for kids, so it was like kind of weird to navigate. Yeah. Uh, but it follows this young woman. Her name is Clara, and it's Christmas. It's her mother's favorite season, and her mom just died. Of course. Uh, yeah, of course. So, <clears throat> so she goes to uh, Uncle Morgan Freeman's house, and she finds these way into this secret land of the four realms and this a was, wardrobe i imagine uh no it was through a hallway oh. and then she comes out of like a tree trunk 
Okay. So, you know, makes sense. <clears throat> sure. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Morgan Freeman's house is Morgan weird. Freeman's house is crazy. Oh it's my god! Weird. So he's like super rich in this movie. He's got like a huge mansion. So he's actually Morgan Freeman. He's actually Morgan Freeman, and he's oh. like that. And like, yeah, it's crazy. So <clears throat> the whole point of the story is, uh, it's the it's a father, and then there's three kids, um, Clara, Fritz, and Louise, and so like all of them are dealing with the death obviously differently, um, but Clara is the only one that inherited her mother's. I guess knack for ingenuity because she was an inventor. Ooh. So like she's like in the beginning of the movie she has she, she has this whole Rube Goldberg machine set up to catch a little mouse. Oh. So it's like you get like a sense of her just being very smart. What does she do to that mouse? Uh, she catches it. <laughs> she just wanted to capture it. It got away. Um, oh. But so she goes into this whole world and this whole world was actually discovered slash created by her mother. Uh-huh. Which they don't really explain. It sounds like Wonder Park, and I'm furious. <laughs> so there's four worlds. It's the land of sweets, um, the land of flowers, the land of snowflakes, and the land of amusement. Ooh. And so three of the lands, they're, they're all heralded by like a king or queen, not really like a king or queen, but like a sovereign, like a ruler, whatever. Yeah. So then, obviously, um, the king of uh, the the lady of sweets is Claire. No, uh, Keira Knightley. She's um. The, the sugar plum fairy mm-hmm. uh, and then there's the, the frost guy and then the flower dude and then it's Helen Mirren as uh, Mother Ginger who is the herald of the land of amusement and she's super fucking creepy like she's got like the mime makeup on her henchmen are those freaking clowns but they're Russian nesting dolls Ugh. so it's terrifying because you see they their... go into each other yeah and then like, one, like the one of the bigger guys he opens up his stomach and like Another obviously one comes he's out? cut out. Yeah, Ugh. it's terrifying. <laughs> I did not appreciate it. <laughs> oh, I don't appreciate this at all. But uh, it turns so so then, uh, time in this four realms is very different than the time in real life. So our real like they're able to actually like visit the real life, and it's super slow motion. And then the sugar plum fairy is basically like you know your world is a lot slower than ours. Wait, so, so they have super speed in the real world? No, in in the in the four realms world. So yeah, but I'm saying like, do they visit the real world and are like they super can, fast? They can't go into the real world. Okay. They can only like see it. Oh. Um, but Clara and her mother are the only people that know how to go back and forth. Ooh. So so Clara's mother would go into it and then leave, and it would be like a couple of weeks later. But in in realm time, it'd be years. Hyperbolic time yeah, chamber. Exactly. So she was she's the queen. She was the one person who founded all four realms. So so Clara is now the princess. And she has to break the news to them that she's dead. Mm. So as soon as that happens, they're like, "You're the princess now." Basically, but then now she's like in charge, and she's a girl. She's like, "I don't know what the fuck to do." So you know, whatever. Um, and then so they have this whole plot where all the the three, the, the snowflake flowers and, and candy are against mother, are against amusement, I guess, whatever. So Makes the sense. whole the whole like subplot is that um, there's a key that she has to get and Mother Ginger stole it, so she has to get the key back. And then the key actually powers the life-bringing machine that her mother created, which was, it's, it's ridiculous because it's basically a giant telescope that when you press it on, it turns either a toy into a real animated living creature or it turns an animated living creature into a toy. So her mother was a fucking genius. Yeah. <laughs> she created so her, some like Tony Stark level engine yeah. of life bringing. Yeah. Um, and she didn't share it with the and world. And she didn't share it with the world. She only, she kept it in the four realms. Wow. Uh, Selfish. So then each actually herald to all of the four realms has to deal with her death as well. And Sugar and Plum Fairy is the worst one. She 
overthrows everyone else. She's the one, she's the mastermind behind trying to trick everyone into believing that the Lady of Amusement is evil when she's really not. Sugar Plum Perry, it very is. So Kira Knightley creates an army, tries to destroy the everything, but obviously she gets thwarted and then turns back into a little doll, and then Clara is now the queen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, as she goes through that, she realizes how everyone deals with death in her own family, and, like, she's able to go home and be like, uh, I'm better with you, brother, I'm better with you, sister, and I'm better with you, dad, because we all know what death means. And at the end of the movie, it's only been, like, five minutes in the real world, so it's just, it's like, whatever. Cool. But, um, Sequel? I, oh, I hope not. It was awful. <laughs> it was very terrible. I just remember <laughs> from that trailer that uh, I couldn't tell if... Um, the villain was Helen Mirren or not. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell because of the makeup and stuff, yeah. because of how creepy they made her look. I was like, is that Helen Mirren? Or is that Helena Bonham Carter? She had, is like, that... she had, like, ceramic face, and there was, like, a, a crack scar yeah. in her in her face, and it was all just really creepy. Yeah. And there's this whole thing with, like, the knight and, and the rats. You don't really need to know about it. Um, <laughs> basically, Kira Knightley goes fucking crazy, and um, that's it. Cool. That's it. Really awesome. That's it. Yep. Um, not gonna see that. Nope. But uh, no one needs to. Thanks for letting me know what it's about. Yep, you got it. Uh, <laughs> that was a, fun. I what liked. else did you watch? Uh, so I also watched. Where's Facebook? Uh, knock down the house. Yes, that's a documentary on um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez so and other women. Yeah. So in it's politics? it's it's not a. Uh, I don't it's, even know if not, I got her it's name. It's not right. specifically about AOC. It's about um, uh, a grassroots. <clears throat> Uh, trying, trying to get grassroots campaigns to bring more women of color into Congress and, and the Senate. Uh, so it follows uh, these four um, Congresswomen, I guess. Uh, one was Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, one was Cori Bush for Missouri, one was Paula Jean Swearington for West Virginia, and one was Amy Villela for uh, Nevada. And it goes through their journey of like starting from nothing, basically nothing. Grassroots. Yeah, exactly. And and just and going and going and going in these different districts. And the best part about it, I think, is that they're all uh, they were all fighting the same uh, party. So they weren't fighting against Republicans. They were all fighting against Democrats that they were trying to get them out so that they can change the war, you know the where their state whatever for yeah. the better because you know or whatever. Yeah. So it was really cool. It was really interesting to see like the back. End of yeah of the behind stuff. the behind the scenes of, of what goes into politics yeah uh, especially since my um, sister is running for mayor it's kind of really cool to kind of see like if what you live in Denville New Jersey vote, vote for, for Andrea um, Zadellis yeah do it then we'll take over the world that's <laughs> the first step that's basically what it is uh, and it goes through each of their stories and all of that like literally every single one of their stories made me cry <laughs> like um, Amy Valella lost her her daughter. Uh, as at like a young age, like she passed away. Um, uh, Paula Jean Swearington, I think. Oh, I don't remember what happened to her. Cory Bush was, I think, her father, her mother, I think. And Alexandria Cortez was her father. Uh-huh. So like everyone, like people die, <laughs> like they in real life, like, and they all up dark and they all, they all have like some sort of like yeah Trauma, driving force yeah. to to want to change the world, and this it's is fantastic. Like, like superheroes, exactly. But like I think that's one of the things that I loved about this is because you saw how from humble beginnings they became and how far they've come. And it really is like the real life version of a superhero. Like this was their origin story. And it played it in a way that it was super inspiring because all the three of three of the four, obviously AOC won, but all the other three lost. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool. And even AOC said it, a hundred of us have to try for one of us to succeed. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, like that's what you have to think about. You know, obviously not everyone's going to win, but AOC won by such a huge margin and it was such an amazing 
like end of the film to see her like seeing it just seeing the numbers and i mean if you've ever seen it on twitter on facebook or online whatever when she first finds out it was all over the news she was late to her own party so when she walked in and the numbers were up there that was it like that's how she found out and it was super cool and she was like super flabbergasted and everything and then the one of the last scenes is um her literally sitting outside of the um what's it called that congress congressional office building mm-hmm. uh in dc and she's just like sitting there looking at it and she's just like i've always wanted to make my dad proud and i think i finally did mm-hmm. and i was just like <laughs> my heart uh but it was super cool it was super real it was super awesome i definitely recommend it i, I definitely think it was a, it was a really good watch it's only an hour and 26 minutes oh wow so that's super that's short, short for, yeah yeah just kind of like go into it following and, uh, four people in a documentary and, yeah but, and, and yeah. It, it, it's a cool behind like i said behind the scenes look of nice. what goes into politics yeah, yeah, I've heard good things. I've heard people getting excited for it, so it's on my to-watch list. Knock down the fucking house. Knock it down and fucking build a new one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else you've been watching? Um, I don't think th- I don't think so. I think that's it. All right, good, because I don't have much either. I watched a few episodes of The Office yesterday. <laughs> Always great. You don't like it? That's mm-hmm. weird. Anyway, Parks and Rec is matter. better. Um. I feel like 90% of the country disagrees with you. <laughs> and it's fine because they they also like Parks and Rec. <laughs> That's but, true. But, but at the same time, you're wrong. And you should uh, change the way you think about that. Anyway, uh, what have I been watching? I've been watching... Oh, I just lost it. I'm sorry. Oh, come on. Hold on. One second, please. <laughs> you have two minutes. No, I really did. Like I think I deleted my notes oh. just now. All right, that um, did I talk about how I watched uh, the first episode of Chernobyl? No. Chernobyl is on HBO and it is uh, fucked up. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is uh, about cool. the uh, Chernobyl incident that happened in 1990, I think, or you know, some sometime around there, where the uh, nuclear power plant in Chernobyl just blew up mm-hmm. and destroyed life all around it. Uh, I just watched the first episode, but it was pretty graphic and showed you what radiation really does. We'll get back into that. <sighs> Uh, <laughs> you mean the gonna, actual we're, science? Yeah, we're gonna touch. We're gonna touch on that. We're gonna go right back to that and uh, <laughs> put a pin in that. Yeah. Um, what else did I watch? I watched the other guys yesterday with Will Ferrell oh, yeah. and Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> it's such a good movie. It's really good. <laughs> I forgot. It how, was very surprising how good it was. Yeah. It, we, it, when it first came we went out, to see that in theaters. I thought it was going to we be like, so dumb. Yeah. But it was so funny. And and I and like I, I forgot how random it is or how much must most of it must have been improv because yeah. it's just oh, yeah. like nonsensical stuff yeah. and and just riffing off of <laughs> off of just funny things happening in the scene uh but still waiting on a sequel can't wait for them to come out with the other guys i was gonna too. say i feel like they didn't it's been a production like hell for a long time and i guess like I not both people, of them in, they were in Daddy's Home, yeah, and Daddy's Home, home got too. a sequel yeah. also, but other guys just was just never touched. I yeah. don't know. Maybe it didn't do it I, I good feel, enough. I feel like they work well together. I they don't know. do. They have great chemistry yeah, because really Will funny. Ferrell is just like a dope, and, and <laughs> Mark Wahlberg wants to punch him in the face. So it's just like <laughs> and it's great. back and forth. Uh, and I, I even loved his like backstory, Will Ferrell's backstory. Yeah, where he's Gator. He, yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> and, and how he has a... Uh, Eva Mendes' wife, wife, yeah, and Mark Wahlberg doesn't it over. He doesn't it. understand how all these attractive <laughs> women are so crazy for him, and uh, yeah, that's, and he just plays it so well. Yeah. Will Ferrell's just like, oh, she's she's not hot; she's cute <laughs> at best. <laughs> uh, but yeah, bring it, bring it back. I want another one. 
I also have been on YouTube uh, and watched the last death battle, Green Lantern versus Ben Ten. Oh yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, very mismatched, super ridiculous powers. I had no idea any of either of them had. I didn't know shit about Ben Ten, and I honestly did think that he just had ten monsters that he changed into, (laughs) like every person that doesn't watch the show. So it was fun to watch his, you know, history. Yeah. He's able to literally make any alien he wants yeah. ever. So it makes him a better uh, competitor against yeah. Green Lantern. But it's Green Lantern. <laughs> and, well, I mean, I, I thought he was, towards the end, he was kind of getting, I thought he was actually going to lose until he did the whole time reversal thing. Yeah. And I was just like, didn't know he could do that. Okay. Yeah. But hey, yeah. you know what? It was a good one. It, it was, was It was fun. It was a good fight. I, I would love to see, I mean... If they were to, I kind of feel like it would be a really cool idea to bring Ben 10 into the DC animated universe and have him actually like be a superhero, but like as an adult, mm-hmm. um, or have like the Omnitrix attached to Batman or, you know, one of the other heroes that we know. Yeah. Okay. Batman would destroy everyone if he had that. <laughs> Batman would like, destroy He'd finally have yeah. superpowers. Just like if he had the Green Lantern ring, you can't beat him. You well, can't he beat did. Batman. He did for a little while. He has willpower up the wazoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do I want? And that was another thing that was broken. That I, was it Hal Jordan's pa- willpower was stronger than the force of will itself. Yeah, I know, right? Which is ridiculous. Crazy. It's like, so dumb. But no, hey. but it's superhero logic, okay? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Logic that doesn't um, make sense. Uh, what else? While I was on YouTube, I also watched a bunch of videos where these VFX guys react to CGI, or like CGI in different movies. It was <laughs> okay. very interesting, just because they, uh, they go into what makes... A model and what what vfx people have to do to make all that come on screen yeah. and stuff and it's a grueling process it's it's really grueling my favorite episode was they did an episode on just the effects they used to bring dead people back to life like paul oh, walker wow. um tarkin from rogue one princess leia in rogue one you know that kind of de-aging or Oof. or uh face that's tech. awesome and it was just it was just cool and and it really does take so much to make it look good. Yeah, like they they go into everything that I like. I I thought this the, this series was going to be more about oh you have to use these pixels to do this mm-hmm. and this program blah blah blah. But they're talking like artists and they're just yeah. like the shadows on this face you can see is not well like well done because the light is coming from this direction and yeah. it would cast this kind of shadow and that's why when you see it. You're, you're like triggered to like think it's not bad, but something's not, off. Yeah. And that's why, like, that's what makes it quote unquote bad. So uh, those series it's were, ins- were enlightening. That's insane though. It's just like, yeah. like the normal person would never think yeah. to even go in that far into the level of like what makes it good or bad. Yeah. yeah. And, and just even having the smallest amount of talent into doing that is ridiculous and amazing. Yeah. And so for some like regular guy to kind of be like, you know, that looks bad. It's just like, fuck you. Yeah. I did like six months of yeah. work just yeah. for that and, one thing. And they talked about how deadlines really fuck with them. Oh, yeah. um, they were going, they had a whole episode on Marvel uh, CGI. Mm-hmm. And one of the scenes was uh, Black Panther fighting Killmonger in the cave. Mm-hmm. And they were, they, they said that they had like, there were reshoots or something and that pushed the schedule like, far behind for the cgi guys to get the footage so they had like maybe like weeks or like like months to do that whole scene and they like put it in a cave for a reason like what like the darker it is the easier it is to animate but it's also like they didn't get the time to 
make the 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 reflections yeah. right and like that's why it looks cartoony when you watch it and uh, but it still looks amazing it still looks amazing but they <laughs> for like, like professional people the who reason look at that the stuff. reason Marvel effects are are like top notch is because they Marvel sends their stuff to a bunch of studios to get done yeah like Thanos is completely CGI when when you mm-hmm. like think about it and so to make him look like he's a person or like an actual alien <laughs> it takes a real a thing fuck ton of time and a fuck ton fuck ton of energy uh but yeah lots of respect for vfx guys after watching that uh but that's all i've been watching that's awesome cool that sounds cool yeah check it out check it out all uh, right let's talk about the trailers we've seen before these movies which one are we going to talk about first all righty so you want to go alphabetical <laughs> you want to go <laughs> Well, we we saw uh, Godzilla together. Yes, we did. So we can talk about those just straight as they happened. I wrote cool. them all down. My Spy. We saw that. Uh, Doesn't look good. Next. Well, we started with Secret Life of Pets. That was the first one? We also don't want to talk about, because fuck that. What? I like that uh, movie. I I'm think. sure you did not. I don't know. Uh, Terminator, we'll Terminator Dark Fate. Woo! So they're bringing Terminator back. Still don't know what timeline, um, what the timeline is and or what, what's happening. I, I doubt they're going to explain After watching it. Genesis, I kind of like... Just turn my brain off for Terminator because yeah. Genesis was hot garbage. Horrible. Hot garbage. Horrible. Yeah, it was. So terrible. Um, yeah. But we got uh, Sarah Connor back. Yeah, we did. So that's something. She's kicking ass. Kicking She's names. blowing shit up. Fuck yeah. She's, she destroyed that Terminator like One no shot. problem and was just like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go fuck him up some more. <laughs> so she's like on her, on her game. Yeah, and she's super old. Yeah. But she's still kicking ass. She's still kicking so ass. So go for it. And we have a new Terminator. I mean, other than the villain who's like the T1000, the T2000, the whatever the, the, the liquid, liquid guy. one is. But, but he's like better. Yeah, and he can split himself into others. Yeah, he's got like. Yeah. 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 He's like Stark, nanotech, liquid, everything. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And we have, but we have a new hero Terminator. Yeah. And she's. Who's, who doesn't think that she's a robot though. Yeah. She's, she's like, I'm a human. It's going to be like, one of those AIs. No, you're like, like an android I'm so thing. smart. I think I'm real, you Maybe. know, kind of a thing. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, yeah, but Arnold's in this. I still which, know. I don't understand, I don't understand how either. that works. Is yeah. he the Terminator? But like as a human, he's just yeah. like. I don't want to fight anymore. Yeah. I just I had a wife and I don't have a penis. So you though, can't but... have a wife, Terminator. <laughs> yes, it is. what? Uh, so you well... learn how to high five and now you know what love is? Nope, <laughs> never. Are you guys fighting over here? <laughs> um, if you guys know what that video what we're referencing, <laughs> good for you. We're friends now. Uh, yeah, um, I can't wait. I guess oh, I don't God, know. It'll be I fine. Can. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. Hopefully it'll be good. <laughs> Hopefully this is what I hope. I hope it brings back the Terminator franchise. And yeah, it, well, James Cameron is producing again. Yeah, but he produced the last one, and which, that was shit. Yeah. Yeah, so... We're, we'll see. I don't know if he directed this one. He did not. He didn't? No. Well, probably going to be shit, then. <laughs> it was, um... Uh, what was it called? Terminator. They need to get Dark back Fate. to the horror aspect of it. This is being direct. This is being directed by Tim Miller, who was the director for... They even say it on the Deadpool? thing. Deadpool? Uh, yeah, Deadpool. Oh. Which... You think they're gonna throw a lot of like? I hope not. Self-referential not. comedy to like try and relate not. to the to the audience. I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, they might, but I really would. If hate RoboCop it. doesn't come out at the end, I'm not. I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> Terminator um, versus RoboCop. Bring it. <clears throat> I want to see it. RoboCop would win. Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. I fucking still hate this Still excited. Movie. Still pumped. Stupid. It's gonna have a rich plot and character development. Dark Phoenix. 
not excited, X- but that's what we're watching X-Men next week. Movie. So, uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> 47 meters down. Uncaged. Uncaged. Oh my God, I can't. So we're going to go down and then we're going to find sharks and then we're going to panic. Literally. The movie. Exactly. Cool. And I'm so tired of this. Well, I just don't know how they're going to. Is this just a staple in Hollywood? Shark movies? I guess. They're trying to make alligator movies yeah. in 2019. It doesn't work. You know? I don't know. I don't know. They need to be some sort. They need to be more than at this just point, sharks. At this point. Like the Meg. I, uh, I finally saw the, saw some of the Meg. <laughs> was it good? It, no. But it was better than just a regular shark movie. Because it's a big shark. Because it's <laughs> it's not just a big shark. It's a fucking it's a big shark. gigantic yeah. shark. An unreasonably big shark. Impossibly huge. Yeah. But it was definitely, stakes were higher yeah. than just like, oh, it's just a fucking shark. Like, yeah. no, you need to do better. At this point in 2019, uh, any movie that's like this, I kind of am rooting for the animals yeah. just because we fucked up the world. Yeah. And it's like, like global warming. are the so, reason why so like, they're So I don't big. feel bad for no. people that go into the ocean or just it like, up. fuck the ocean. And then they get killed by eat, sharks. Eat them. Sharks. Just like, fine. I vote for the sharks. This movie could be five minutes long. <laughs> and it would be, it would end how I want it to. Like just <laughs> sharks eating people. <laughs> Done. Done. <laughs> don't go into the ocean. We pissed them <clears throat> off, guys. It's like even we, more we than before. Uh, I'm not excited for that. Uh, what else? Men in Black. We've spoke about Men this in Black. Length. I feel like um, this plays before every movie we watch now. Yeah. It's like no matter what you go see, I'm, if it's rated G, if it's rated R, Men in Black. Yeah, it's going to happen. It is. I mean, looks I'm not great. excited looks... for it, but it, it looks good. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. It Chapter 2. Ooh, naked is, old ladies running at you. This is the first time I saw this trailer. So what do you think? So I'm freaked out. And I'm excited, uh, even though we know that the the running lady is kind of funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> I uh, laughed. I laughed a little I'm bit. I'm sure yeah. it'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, and then Shaft, which looks cute. Yeah, it looks fun. I think that's going to do a good job of poking fun at itself enough, just so it brings itself into the 2019 and and lets people like that have no idea what Shaft is because it's from the 70s. Finally, like you know, embrace it. Yeah, maybe and, and we'll like, even get a. Fun. We could even get a franchise out of it, depending uh, yeah. on how good it is. Yeah. You know, so let's see what happens. I like it. Let's see what I, happens. I I think it's gonna be fun. All right, are we gonna keep talking trailers? Rocket Man. All right, I didn't see any trailers for Rocket Man because no? I got there late. <laughs> uh, yesterday. Uh, which so okay. I don't like this movie. What? Why not? <laughs> I'm not a fan of this movie. Why not? Because I know it's going to end with the head injury being him in a dream this entire time. Right? Really? Come on, David. You think so? Okay, so... Uh, all right, so... Okay, so I don't understand what's happening in the movie. Granted, you know, the trailer is not responsible for telling you the whole plot. Oh, of, right? yeah, of course. So, it, it, it shouldn't. In, the, in the trailer, he, <clears throat> he gets, gets into an by, accident, yeah. gets a head injury, but there's also like a power outage, yeah. right? And so all of, the, all, of the, all of the electricity in the entire world goes yeah. out, which in, which causes a car to hit him. Yes. And then he, when he wakes up, no Beatles music. He's in the world. He's There's in no a Beatles world music. where all of the Beatles Beatles music, music did not exist. exist. Yeah. And he is he plays it because he knows it. Once but, he plays yesterday, and everyone's just like, "What the fuck but, was that?" But nobody else knows of yeah. the band Beatles. Yeah. And then he searches uh, it on Google, and he doesn't find yep, anything. Yep. So he's in like, 2019. Like it's, it's a completely it's, new yep. world, contemporary like he's world. Woke, he's he has woke up in a world with no Beatles. Yeah. And he's taking credit for all their songs. Yep. And uh, he becomes a mega millionaire because yeah. all the songs are fire. Yeah. Uh, and 
I just don't know where this movie's going because it's like so we have a, a battle of conscience with him being like, should I take credit for these songs? Yeah. And then they have there's the, a love story with yeah, this, like, there's a love woman story. who's just like I'm just a teacher and yeah. you're a billionaire songwriter. And then he's like singing a song to a celebrity on TV, and then she's like, "But that was my song or yeah. whatever," you know that old thing. And then we have the conflict of we have these two people who claim they wrote the songs, yeah. and it might be McCartney and Lennon. Yeah. But then it's like, what do we? First of all, what is this movie about? I have no idea. All it all it looks like to me is like you guys like Beatles songs. We got a whole movie about them, <laughs> and so like I'll just watch Across the Universe, which granted isn't the best musical, yeah. but like I don't know. It just feels like this movie's foundation is the Beatles music, yeah. and that's it. I think differently. I kind of think that the foundation of this is the how fame or how money or how notoriety can change people. And although I don't think the trailer does a good job at showing that that's the theme of the movie, yeah. I think when you actually watch the movie, it might be a little bit better oh, at showing yeah. you how, you know, money changes people or how, like, you need to stick to your roots and shit like that. Yeah. But I think the trailer does a good enough job at kind of, like, teasing interest and kind of, like, wanting you to, like, actually hit this movie. Um, but... I will be, I, I know for a fact, I will be very disappointed if he, at the end of the movie, he wakes up. And David, it's just what like, else could it be? You don't know. What else could you it don't be, know. David? You don't know. What do you think it is? You don't know. Put, gun, put a gun to your head. <laughs> what do you think the fucking twist at the end or the 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 explanation for this Beatles-less world is? That's it. That's, that's at it, first, the end. At first, I was like, because of the power outage in the world, I yeah. was like, maybe for some reason, like, all of the Beatles music was deleted off of whatever time. Everything. Yeah, and like people, but then it wouldn't explain why people wouldn't Remember know it, yeah. their songs. Yeah. But, you know, like that, I don't know. It's, it sounds like the producer was like, I want to see a movie where a guy covers every Beatles song. <laughs> and I'm just like, that sounds like the worst time of my life. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see yeah, what happens with the next sh- trailer. We shall see. We'll see when the movie comes out. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'll watch it, depending on like if the next trailer is like the same thing. Just and also, like, what else comes out that Ed weekend? Ed Sheeran being like, "This guy does uh, Beatles yeah. songs." That, that's part of, probably the worst part uh, of the movie to me is when he requests it to be "Hey Dude" instead of "Hey Jude." I'm just yeah. like, Ed Sheeran, why are you in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Why are you popular? Please stop. Ed Sheeran's good. I don't like him. Well, you don't like The Office, so what are we talking about here? We're talking about the next movie. What is that? Uh, Downton Abbey. <laughs> what? I got a preview for Downton Abbey, the, the movie? movie. Yeah. For, They're making a movie? Man. Yeah. And I don't know if you ever watched Downton Abbey. Nope. I haven't. <laughs> PBS. Apparently, it's about this giant castle that's run by all these English people. And yeah. the theme of the, the whole plot of the movie is that they have to get ready to uh, entertain the king and queen. Oh, because of that's no reason. Fun. It's really I mean, not. this is a show that's it's, po- it's very British, su- super British, super dry humor. It was the trailer itself She's was like, boring. Oh, the Queen's coming! You're not going to wear that, are you? September, literally. You know, kind of thing. I'm I'm very sure those exact words were said in the trailer. <laughs> I mean, people like this show. It's uh, from what I hear, it's about you know it, the fun part of parts about it is seeing different classes of this time interact yeah and all that but you know it i it's on pbs and it's about not, old english people yeah not so, interesting uh, to me i know maggie smith is in it and she's a gem but everyone else can go suck an egg suck an egg straight out of the trailer that's what they say 
That's how they insult uh, each other. Uh, so you can suck an egg. Why I never. <laughs> Why I never. All right. Uh, the next one I saw was Where'd You Go Bernadette? Where'd You Go Bernadette? Where'd You that Go Bernadette? Familiar. It's based on a book. Um, <clears throat> and this is the IMDb uh, 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 thingy. A loving mom becomes compelled to reconnect with her creative passions after years of sacrificing herself for her family. Her leap of faith takes her on an epic adventure that jumpstarts her life and leads to her triumphant rediscovery. So is she an artist? Is she so like she's, a... A, she's an architect. Okay. And she was like the biggest architect of the 70s and 80s. And then oh. she stopped to have, to have her daughter and like find her husband, whatever. And then now, like, you know, when the movie or when the, uh, what's it called, the trailer begins, she's stuck in this rut. Like she can't redesign her home anymore. Her neighbors hate her. She just all she does is like she's a soccer mom kind of thing, and uh-huh. she hates her life. And her daughter is actually the one that says like, Go "Fucking, fucking do it! Like yeah. stop, stop stalling your life." So she gets this really cool opportunity to create these home pods for a research discovery team in Antarctica, and she Ooh. takes it. And it stars Kate Blanchett. She's Bernadette, uh, and uh, Kristen Wiig is her fun neighbor. Ah, oh, Kristen Wiig's in this? Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, next one was... I mean, it looks cute. I might not see it, but it's cute. If, next, we, if there's time. The next one was Angel Has Fallen. We've seen this one before. Uh, Morgan Freeman is the president. And Gerard, and Gerard Butler, Butler is indestructible. Is indestructible. And he meets his dad. Yeah. Cool. Nick Nolte. Uh, <laughs> then there was Late Night, which we talked about. I'm it excited for. next week, I think. I think it's going to be funny. Um, this one was interesting. <clears throat> Have you seen The Kitchen? Yes, I actually did. And it's DC Vertigo. Right? Like, what? Yeah. I was very... Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, and uh, Elizabeth Moss yeah. are mob women. Mob wives, basically. Mob wives? Yeah. Okay. And and their husbands are in prison for the next, like, whatever, how many, however time. And they take and they shit are, over. And, they, and they're, like, indebted to the mob. So, like... They are scared for their life because obviously if the mom doesn't like anything they're doing, they could fucking kill them in no time. Yeah. So they take shit over. And as soon as this trailer started, it started so seriously. But I saw Melissa McCartney, uh, McCarthy and then I, and Tiffany Haddish. I was yeah, like, I know. That's very cool. Be, this has to be some sort of like two comedy. Com- two, com- two comedians but and, and Elizabeth Moss. But they're super And then you hear serious. Bow, now, 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 and now, it took now, me completely now, by surprise. Now, now, now. But it looks great, and it's funny because they're it's it's in, it's set in Hell's Kitchen, and so like that's why it's called the Kitchen. But I love like I that was whole super thrown off play on like get back to the kitchen kind of thing. Yeah. I, I thought that was really great. They're all yeah. obviously super powerful women. I really like that reclaiming of that title yeah. and them just fucking running shit. Yeah, and it's funny too because like in at the end of the trailer, Melissa McCartney is uh, counting McCarthy is uh, counting the money, and she's like, "Fuck, so I lost count. Again. I lost count again." <laughs> I was just like, "Yeah, let's fuck it up. See us. See um, us." We got Terminator again, uh, Dark Fate, Gemini Man, starring Will Smith and Will Smith. Yeah! Uh, Will Smith, Will Smith, and then Booksmart. Put two Will Smiths in every movie, I say. <laughs> That's what he'd want. Done and done. Um, oh my god, we have to, we have yeah. to, we have to hurry up. Let's get this, let's get this money! We got, let's get this money! We got, we got let's two. Get, let's get through this shit! Two movies. Okay, what are we doing first? Godzilla? Cool. All right, Godzilla! <laughs> 
King Godzilla. Of, King, is, King of the Monsters. King of the Monsters. Uh, uh, if you haven't gotten it by now, we spoil everything, guys. And uh, this one, we're going to spoil the shit out of. So if you don't want to hear it, um, get out of here. This movie was a Go shit on, show. Get, hold on, man. Don't even stop. Don't, don't even. Um, Rotten Tomatoes has it at oh, a yeah. whopping 39%. Ooh. IMDb has it at 6.9 out uh-huh. of 10. And uh, Metacritic has it at a 47%. Uh, I uh, agree. So you like this movie. <laughs> So you like this movie. Yes. Tell me why you like this, this movie. So this movie was a shit show. This okay. movie I'll tell you, should not have had any humans in it. <laughs> I'll tell you why this movie doesn't work. It's Godzilla. Godzilla is very hard to do because you don't know he's Godzilla. Four, he's four miles tall. He's four miles <laughs> he's tall. gigantic. And he... Uh, and there's 17? Four, how many? 14, 17? There's other, 17 Other kaiju yeah. in this world? Yeah. Where, what? Yeah. They're destroying the entire world. Yeah, but they're... Uh, they're just chilling sometimes. Is one that, of them? I mean, you got that funky spider. You got like Cthulhu looking motherfucker. You got the. You got you got the uh, mammoth. The, that the mammoth yeah. dude. Where did he come from? I don't know. And then you got the fire. You got the phoenix lady. Yeah. Um, um, the, a Rodan. She had Rodan. There you go. Rodan. Rodan. Uh, Rodan. And the big boy uh, was uh, an alien. Had big boy. Yeah. Ghidorah. Big Ghidorah was a fucking yeah. alien. Yeah. And super bad guy. Tywin Lannister is gonna fucking make him some we'll talk, sort of. We'll talk about the humans some, in a some second. Some sort of, uh, yeah. But what, why I think Godzilla movies are hard to do now is because before it was fun to watch a monster destroy a, a city, man. a man in a <laughs> in monster a suit. suit destroy cities because that's all we had. That in books. What do you want? Like you're gonna watch that, obviously. Hell yeah. But now when we have all this awesome CGI and all this shit, we have the capability of animating all that, and making it real. But I mean, it looks beautiful. But the thing is, you can't. The reason you're watching the movie is Godzilla, and Godzilla is not a character. No. It's not. He can't it's speak. It's not anyone you he can has relate emotion. to. It's nothing. It's it's a monster who's, I guess, the protector of humans because he For just no wants reason. to be the apex predator among all the monsters. Now, yeah, but he's got radiation blasts out of his face. Radiation blasts. I, I, I do have to say, I love that charging sound and yeah. his his scream his, his scream his, is, like scr- is scary is iconic i love yeah. it it's yeah great. it's it's just other than that though <laughs> the, the highlights of the movie is watching the monsters fight yeah. but at that, the end of the day yeah at the end of the day you're just watching monsters fight that's and it. then and then humans react to and it. humans react to it and there are humans that we don't even give a shit no about not because at they're all. not compelling they're not none interesting. of them have backstories no. that we even care about no and we, that's what the first movie suffered from also. Yeah. The first movie was very boring when you just focused on the yeah. humans. And they the 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 fault of the first movie was they would get Godzilla ready to fight and then they cut away because and they would I guess, focus on the humans. Yeah, because I guess the like, budget wasn't no, up there. You we're know? not here. And in this one we have Aaron, whatever his name Aaron, was. Yeah, I forget it. Kick ass guy. Yeah. Yeah. Quicksilver. And and so we have more monster fighting in this one, but you just don't care you don't because the all right so let's talk about the humans for a second tywin lannister is there for no reason <laughs> he's there to he's, have the army he's the head of this what anti-environmental anti-monarch he's, he's, a, he's a environmental a, a eco-terrorist. Eco-terrorist. eco-terrorist that's what his name is and and so he's just the guy that you that they put him there you just know so he's the bad guy you put him there <laughs> just so you don't get mad too mad at the mom at um vera uh, i forget her 
character's Farmiga. Name. Her real name is Doctor, not her real name. Her character's name is Doctor Emma Russell. Yeah. So, so we don't get too mad at Emma Russell being the one that hired the goons yeah. to kill all these people. Yeah. We need Tywin Lannister to and point her, our finger and say and that's her, the bad guy. Her you whole know? like, and her her whole reason for doing this too is has been tired. It's tired. Yeah. Like we've done this so many times. As soon as she started her little rant, I was just like, "Oh, not again!" Yeah, we're not talking about how humans are the virus and how these people, like these uh, anti, these kaiju titan titans, are like the the white blood cells of yeah. the earth and trying to wipe us out and becoming like doing it for the greater good. Uh, I'm just like, no, stop! Like the we've we've done this so many times. Like yeah. this is not a good excuse. Like this whole thing of wiping humans out for the greater good does not work also it doesn't treat the audience like we have a brain cell because they're literally like they're they're destructive millions of people are dying they're destructive but they leave good radiation when they're done fighting (laughs) and so and so that's the rationale behind the good good radiation yeah that's the rationale behind letting these monsters destroy everything it's just like they're they're gonna renew the earth have you seen la in the past five years it's It's san francisco have you seen san francisco there are trees and shit but like what does that mean people are dead i don't know what to tell you yeah exactly uh yeah and like the conflict between the dad and the mom wasn't really hollowed out. They're doing all of this. All this whole movie happens because their kid died in the first Godzilla attack, yeah. which we didn't even care about in the first place because nope. the first one wasn't good. Nope. So seeing and these- also, I'm very sorry your son died, but so did a hundred other million people. Yeah. So like any one of them could have a, a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Calm, calm your balls. Yeah. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown was acting the shit out of this movie, but I think to no avail. She's doing the same thing she always does, where she just cries and looks scared. <laughs> so she's she's like you know knocking it out again yeah. with her Stranger Things face. That's, that's basically what she's. Uh, doing. Yeah, yeah, and I know I want to see. But her it's, do I mean, else. it's but like this is her first movie, so like I'm kind of glad that she was in it. It's like you know yeah. kind of a big blockbuster kind of movie. Yeah. So like I'm glad that she's doing more work than yeah. just Eleven. Uh, but uh, hey, I'm also super excited for season three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just yeah. like. Um, so let's talk about um, Mr. Watanabe and his love for Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> so his character. Oh, man. It becomes funny how much he loves Godzilla. He cares for Godzilla more than he cares about humans. Yeah, he how, does. How is he? <laughs> he literally Where asks, is he? <laughs> where is and how is Godzilla? Multiple times in it, this movie. The point in the movie where it's they hilarious. where they where they get the brilliant idea to nuke Godzilla in the face in order to rejuvenate him. <laughs> I'll do it. Because he's he's like, Me, me, pick me, I'll do it. No, I don't give a shit. I'll uh, die for Godzilla. I get to touch him, me. Ken me. Watanabe. Ken Watanabe sacrificed himself and he uh, like there was lava. Yeah. Right next to him, and he took off his fucking helmet. Underwater he would, lava. He would have died immediately. They were underwater too. Immediately. Yeah. No, there was an air pocket. Yeah, but underwater. But that wouldn't have existed. Anyway. Air pocket lava you is stronger what? than regular lava. Did you not know that? Did I, did, know? I didn't. I do now. Thank yeah. you. Science. Um, Science side of Tumblr. Uh, yeah, I just wish they gave his character more to do or more like. I kind of feel like smarter... his his death was just kind of like. It was his death was like a funny add-in. It yeah. wasn't even supposed. It wasn't even serious to me. Yeah, it's like let, let's do it for Sarazawa. Like, honestly, like, no, I would have had what? <laughs> I would have had more respect if Godzilla got up in that moment and like gave him a five, like a high five, <laughs> and then like the nuke went off. Like there like, was that would have been the same as what we saw. Ridiculous. It was it just was, and it was it was it was funny. Yeah, it was really yeah. funny. Um, 
I guess the villain of the movie is Ghidorah, but like it's just like a yeah. So apparently, so, so Ghidorah was an alien who landed on Earth however many years ago and and immediately fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and then Godzilla was the, you the know main how, Titan. How tiring space travel right? is. Right. And Did then you? and then a million years later, when we woke Godzilla up with all of our nukes testing, yeah, he he got angry. And then, so uh, I guess another Titan was also there and they had to fight. Yeah. Let them fight. Yeah. And in this one, all fucking 17 of them wake up and then they're fighting. But we only see like five. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> because they're like, they, we don't have the budget and to animate all 17. And they teased King Kong so many fucking times. Fucking every five minutes. King, what was it? Every, Skull Island. Skull, they either Kong. mention Skull Island or Kong every five minutes yeah. because they want uh, to throw it in your head. They want you to go see the next and then movie. The, yeah, uh, the Godzilla 3 or King Kong 2 or whatever. I think it's Godzilla vs. Kong. Kong is yeah, supposed to be yeah. next. But, but but that doesn't even make sense. There's no reason why they should be fighting. And also, King Kong is like one-tenth the size of How much Godzilla. you want to... But he's got to grow or something, right? Like, like it's got to be something. <laughs> they, what are we not thinking about, David? Maybe maybe Tywin Lannister gets a hold of Kong and does some science to him and makes yeah. him big. <laughs> Here's some science because at, you. at the end of the movie he collects Ghidorah's head, one of his heads, yeah. and yeah. who knows what he's gonna do with that? Equal yeah. terrorists with heads? What? what? It, the sky's the limit. The sky is the limit. So, um, yeah, this movie was just a pile of garbage. <laughs> it was just uninteresting. I found the comedy, the the comic relief guy, um, the guy from the West Wing. I don't remember his name. He was also in Billy Madison. Um, um, I found him to be Bradley Whitford, Doctor Rick Stanton. I found him to be like a little charming. I found him to be funny, and like he was saying the shit that I was thinking (laughs) during the movie. So it was like fun. He was the only person I could relate to in this world, and that that tells you something because he's just hard. He's just there for comedy, comic relief. So. He's usually the guy you're just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, dude. and that's exactly how I felt with him. But I was thinking that about everything else in the movie. I was like, everyone needs to shut the fuck up. I hate this movie. <laughs> just show me the monsters. Yeah, just have uh, them fight for two hours. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like he he might have interjected, I think, a little bit too many times. I kind of agree. There were some parts when he would say certain things and it would be funny and I'd get it. I'd be like, okay, fine. Like, you're this conspiracy nut or like this wacky, mm-hmm. super smart scientist. Sure, fine. Yeah. But there was a couple times where I was just like, ugh, we get it. Like, yeah. you're trying to be funny. And when they tried to but this entire movie was trying too hard so i yeah, can't fault him for sure uh so it was just it was just awful yeah and the i, I gotta say the action wasn't even that great you, some you of it i thought some of it was some some of the part like when rodan did that whole like corkscrew thing and around uh yeah like around the, the other the other fighters and stuff uh no no, no with rodan the fire guy when he did oh. the whole corkscrew thing oh and just like destroy those yeah. those planes yeah uh i also want to know why there aren't underwater titans they probably are but like we didn't see any yeah there's 17 we only there got five have so been. there's probably uh, all um, over the place i thought rodan i thought the the first fight between godzilla and rodan was cool when he bit off his fucking head yeah. but then he grew it back uh because yeah. of you mean, radiation uh, oh what i you said. said rodan yeah yeah Ghidorah. Um, um mothra was there for no reason oh hey let's talk about savior mothra i loved savior but mothra. mothra didn't really do anything but Not- die <laughs> Well, he, he's, she's, uh, she hit it. Oh, yeah, she killed Rodan. She stabbed Rodan. Oh, she didn't kill him. No, he she stabbed just stabbed him. him. Yeah, and then she died. Aim for the head. But dude. then but then she she gave her power to yeah. Godzilla. Uh, uh, and, then, and, then he explain, ex- and then he exploded three times. He was going to explode anyway. Mothra did nothing. <laughs> Mothra did nothing. That's except true. distract Rodan for 10 seconds. He was, he was, she was a full restore. She was, she was, uh, she was a full restore to Godzilla. Yeah. And then, and then he exploded, he, he exploded self-destruct a couple yeah, times. Yeah, because that's what happens when you nuke a When monster. you overpower Godzilla with 
Yeah. Radiation. Yeah, and the, the the fucking science of the movie was all right. They, we, they listen, had they had an, they had an oxygen destroyer bomb. Yeah. that did absolutely nothing. Yeah, and I thought the effect was going to be cooler yeah. when they said oxygen destroyer. I thought every, like because they threw it in the water. Yeah, I thought it was going to destroy all the water because H two O oxygen right? is a big part of that. that. So I figured <laughs> like they would just leave a crater in the earth and then the ocean would just fill yeah. the the whatever void it was. But it was just like another bomb. Yeah, like, it was just like a and yeah. that was it. Uh, and they needed to get away for that for some reason. And yeah, and it was like, oh, it's two mile radius. Oh no, we're gonna destroy yeah. everything. And it was. Just and like, if they're in that plane, they're, they're going dead. three thousand miles an hour. Oh my god, two they mile could, radius. They're they, gone they in could, ten seconds. They could travel the fucking world in yeah. that goddamn spaceship. Yeah. yeah, like it was ridiculous. It was a huge spaceship for no reason, just just like a huge bomber, like stealth bomber. Yeah. But also the size and there's like of fucking the jets Staples on the back. Yeah. Ridiculous. Anyway. Let's move on. Um, oh wait, how no. Many, how many? Yeah. How many? Uh, hold on, I had one prepared. Oh, very nice. Um, how many uh, revival nukes out of ten do you get? This? Revival nukes. Uh, this definitely is getting a five revival nukes out of ten from me. It was really not good. It was just kind of. It was just kind of. It was. It was a Godzilla movie for the sake of a Godzilla movie. Uh, and I very much disagree that there should be a second one or a third one. I guess now. Or, I mean, if we're counting Kong, maybe the fourth one in this yeah, universe. Yeah, in the universe. Um, and it was just, it was, it was, it was tired. It was pointless. It was, I mean, the, the CGI was fun, but like, I thought, I was very disappointed. I thought that having all these Titans or whatever you want to call them fighting on Earth would have been cooler and it wasn't. Yeah. Very disappointing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to bring it down to a four. You know, gonna, oh, damn. Four okay. Cool. Uh, just take it one more point off. How how many um, uh, magic slash science uh, 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 home beacon devices out of ten? Do Talking you about this? the orca. Sure. <laughs> I give this. That's what it was called. I uh, forgot. Yeah, it was. Uh, I thought that was a, the cleverest thing they uh, thought of in that movie. Like, <laughs> orca noises, cool. You got it. Uh, I'm going to give this five uh, magic science. What was it? What did you say? Magic slash science. Magic sound slash science devices. sound devices. I give it five magic slash science sound devices out of ten. Um, and I, I want Godzilla to be good. I want it to be a franchise. I want it to be something that's, you know, like people look forward to watching. Right. Uh, but I don't know how you can do it in 2019 without like going down a dark route because it's really... The most interesting part is seeing Godzilla or these monsters fight and seeing the effects it has yeah. on just like Normal remember human remember Cloverfield how yeah. scary it was to watch people react and run yeah. away and, and then get crushed not know by. what's happening yeah that would make a more compelling storyline make you feel for the humans yeah. but it would also vilify the peop- the person you're going to see the movie so it's a very hard balance to try to get um, out of a movie, let alone a franchise. But all that being said, um, get ready for number four. <laughs> I would watch. I would watch King, Kong versus Godzilla just because uh, I want to see that where two people aren't wearing suits. I want to see that fight. <laughs> I want to see where they're going to take it. Yeah, I doubt it's going to redeem the entire. I also uh, doubt it's going to end. Yeah, they're probably going to make another one after this. Well, I don't know. It, it really does depend because <laughs> this movie is not doing well critically. Like if you Google uh, Godzilla, it doesn't show you the Rotten Tomatoes score. And I think that's uh, just an indicator of, like, I had to search yeah, Godzilla Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes in order to find it. Um, and Because Rotten Tomatoes is usually, like, if a movie's doing well, 
the commercials love to put Rotten Tomato oh, yeah, scores absolutely. on there. But they won't if it's not doing it's well, awful, obviously. Yeah. They love putting that certified fresh thing on there because, you know, people listen to that. But, uh, yeah. Godzilla versus Destroyer got 100% on the tomato meter. Destroyer? Yeah, it came out. With an day. A-H? Uh, Destroyer, yeah. Nice. Y-A-H. Destroyer. That makes, that's, how it's, that's how I spell it. Oh, Godzilla versus Kong coming out in 2020. Yep, there this we go. Godzilla King of the Monsters, 39%. Mm-hmm. Meh. Anyway, yeah, let's move on. Let's move on to the next movie. We don't have much time. We watched Rocket Man. Uh, I don't have much time. Rocket Man, out the fucking shit and shit. All right, this movie. You just got back from seeing this. I, I saw this two days ago. I saw this literally earlier today, and normally I like to say how many times I've cried, like in a movie, because I feel like that's. But a, you cried nonstop that's, that's from a, start to finish. It's a good like meter of like how good I think the movie is, or how much feeling and emotion it'll it'll show you, or it'll it'll give you, and yeah, from beginning to end, there was a tear in my eye all the time, yeah. and it didn't even hit me. Like I didn't actually like let that tear drop until the end of the movie. So you're just holding it for two hours. But it was in there. It this movie. I love this movie. All right, so <laughs> I agree with you. This is so good. We gave you the bad news. We're giving you the good one now. It's. It, I thought this movie did all right. Such so a good job. It. This movie might change biopics forever. forever. Just because and people it, get. And it was. It was better than Bohemian Rhapsody. It was way better than Bohemian. It was Rhapsody. better than Bohemian. Rhapsody. And and what threw me off about it was obviously I don't know as much about Elton John yeah. as I do about Queen because Freddie Mercury is a character, a person that a lot of people know a lot of people know his story and yeah. and his death obviously like yeah. you know puts him into people's uh, pers- like you know their the peripheral if, yeah. if you if you don't even listen to the music uh, Elton John obviously is a legend you you you, you know at least one of his songs oh, no, no, without a doubt but you don't know much about the guy yeah and this was informative but also just takes so you on an on a, on an adventure because it does it, it does what a biopic um should do should do it, it it tells you a little bit about the person but people get hung up way too much on the details and and how factual everything yeah. is because you're watching a movie you have to be dramatically uh like led like uh, yeah like it has to it has to grab your attention and in order to do that with real life events yeah. they have to fudge some stuff they have to put things out of order like Bohemian Rhapsody did. It was a good movie, but, you know, at the, in the back of our minds, we're like, this didn't happen, this yeah. didn't happen, this didn't happen. In this movie, it's fantastic goal from the beginning to the end. So he's like floating at one point. Yeah. He's he's like doing a musical <clears throat> number, like an actual musical. Yeah. And, I thought that, and I thought those little pieces peppered in was great too. Even how the movie began is... I, one of the reasons why I think this movie works so well is because you're not following from him, you're not following him from beginning to end. He's actually telling you a story. Yeah, he's in rehab. That's how the movie begins, and yeah. he's in the circle, and he's in his giant one of his like, costumes. Costumes. Yeah. He's like he's got wings and he's got devil horns and stuff, and he's going back and he's telling you his version of what happened. And it's pretty. I mean, I'm sure it's he's getting both sides and he's giving you as much as he he wants to, but at the same time. You're still feeling for him no matter what. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie is after like is when he finally, oh my god, when uh, we have to talk about this. <laughs> when uh, <clears throat> so like he goes through the whole thing about like his uh, abuse and and what I love about it even more is that when he's talking to the people in his rehab center, he's completely lying to them. 
his face off. He's just like, I had a great childhood. And then you flash back to his childhood and it was awful. Like, yeah. I had a great relationship with my dad. And he goes back to his dad and he starts crying. And, like, it was so good at pulling on not, o- not only, like, the, the autobiographical portions and, and, and parts of his life, but also how everyone else felt about him. So yeah. it, it, like, it grabbed the fame, it grabbed his own psychology about it, and it grabbed how the world reacted to him, which yeah. I thought was fantastic. Yeah. The 3% of... What was it three or four percent of the entire world record sales was just from him? Yeah, and that's real. Yeah, that actually happened. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and it didn't it didn't focus on his rise to success. Yeah. It happened in a montage. Yeah, and you went from Elton John being this Reginald's, guy Reginald uh, to whatever. like he like his first gig was at uh, I forget the theater in in L A. But he was like unprepared. He felt he not, freaked out. He freaked out. It was great. He was like, <laughs> he I'm ran not, to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'm not ready for this. Like, I I am gonna go play for whoever was there from the Beach Boys, yeah. and you know, like he was flipping out. <laughs> but that performance is what set him on his course. Yeah. And like you you saw, like I also loved the relationship between him and his uh, songwriter. I forget yeah. his name. Um, Bernie. Bernie. Um, that was just like so great how they were and they're still friends yeah they're still friends <laughs> they never had an argument uh, <laughs> yeah one of them they're both just like part of a team one yeah. of them writes the lyrics that we all know and love, love and he just puts music to it because he's a genius he's and fucking amazing and like I was so I was talking about this uh, before it's just like obviously it doesn't happen it doesn't happen that way like he didn't first see the lyrics to just, um, like, um, your song yeah. put it on the piano and just started fucking jamming it out and everyone around was just like but god <laughs> you're that, amazing that didn't happen but in this world in this autobiographical movie where he's floating off pianos and has a it's believable we're just like yes and we're taken on the ride and, yeah. that's, and that's one of the things that I love it, it gives the audience like you know that he wrote like he did this song right yeah. this is uh, this is how like he would like to to let you know that he yeah. went about it or how like he some, like sometimes yeah. it comes to him because of the lyrics and sometimes it comes to him because he's looking at a certain person sometimes it comes to him because he's playing like he's a kid and his, his parents got, brought him to an Owen mic or something yeah. like that yeah and one of the, my favorite scenes actually was towards even the beginning when he's still a little kid and he's doing his and he's doing Saturday night yeah. And then he goes under like the fence to the carnival. And he's an adult. And he's an adult. And like you see all the different people that have inspired him. Like you see, there's a large. I, I know that there's a large Indian community out in, in London. So like you see a lot of like the bonger dancing, and then you see like the monkeys going on. So like there's a lot of people that are going around, and the Beatles even yeah. show up. So like all of these different things are put in the movie. I think not as like. I mean, obviously a little bit as homage, but also as inspiration. Like yeah. this is where it's coming from. I guess this movie didn't. It wasn't focusing on making facts dramatic. It was focusing on just trying to give you the idea of what or who Elton John yeah. is. And just what in, he had to go yeah. through to become the person that he is now. Yeah, yeah. And it did it in a way that makes you cry. It makes you cry. <laughs> Every 10 minutes. Yeah, Because yeah. he had an abusive father and I, I hate, oh my God. It, oh man, it, that that, it that got me. me. That was the moment yeah. that got me. The, uh, the thing with his dad, just like. One of the, oh my God, when he, at the beginning, I didn't even know it was going to come back, but he was like, when are, when are you going to hug me? Uh, and he was just like, don't be soft. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> like a little part of me died. But then at the end, when he's facing all, he's facing his literal demons, like his grandma, his mom, his, his dad, his stepdad, which I thought was really cool. They yeah. put him in. He was a cool guy. Like, introduced him to Elvis. Uh, and then, he finally, himself. And he knelt, he kneeled down, and he said, 
when are you gonna hug me? And at that point, that's when I started crying. Yeah, I think uncontrollably. That, that was the one part that I that, that was like Ugly set crying. me over the edge. I was like, <laughs> and it like it started coming out, but it was so fucking good. Yeah, and like that's almost towards the end of the movie. They don't go into even his later life. They stop it. When he when, gets sober. When he gets sober, yeah. and and he had that fun song. Uh, I'm still yeah, standing. Yeah, I'm still standing. And like that's such a great message. I loved how they they redid the video. Yeah, that yeah. too. I watched it after I saw the movie, <laughs> and it's the exact same thing. Yeah, just they, with did, Taron they did such a good job. Let's talk about Taron. Yeah, let's talk about the actors and I the characters. He did. A he good knocked job. it out of the park. This uh, was great. He obviously didn't sound exactly like Elton, but no. he did the the same kind of thing that um, Joaquin Phoenix did with Walk the Line. He mm-hmm. made it his own. Yeah, but not too too uh different yeah and yeah it, it just like you were jamming out to every every song that yeah. you knew and it was easy because it's elton john yeah so you and knew so, like, like you most know it. of the songs and then but like also seeing it play out and being sung by different people and yes. I, that was one thing that i wasn't expecting that i really enjoyed was that you started with like elton and then his mom came in his grand his grandma his dad started singing and then even certain parts bernie started singing in the movie so like and then even um what was it john john reed his, his manager that asshole that he had sex with that was rob fantastic. stark yeah rob stark who was a, a complete dick he was a dick. but like he was singing in it too and, and it just led you on this journey yeah. and it was giving you the different perspectives of people through the music yeah it was amazing yeah and and um, I was uh, I was making a parallel or a connection to to across the universe while I was watching it. Um, what these what these movies sometimes do is they'll try and take a song that you all you know all the lyrics for and yeah. stuff, and they'll try and shoehorn it into mm-hmm. a moment in this artist's life yeah. that was just like this is why they wrote it. Yeah. You know, um, because they make of it the super na- mega dramatic, right? Because of the nature of this movie. They, they would break out into song yeah. and it would just meld into the setting of whatever scene it was. So if, when he was a kid and he was playing Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, people had a bar fight. Yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When he was singing um, Tiny Dancer, Aww. he was talking about Bernie going yeah. off with the seamstress from the band, you yeah. know? So that like moments like that throughout the movie that, that like just like blended his music perfectly into what's going on in, at the moment not necessarily like what's going on in his, in his life. life. Yeah. You know, that kind of shit was like, like that's what made you feel. That's what made you tap your toe along with the yeah. movie, you know? And, and it kept you along for it, the ride. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, Taron Edgerton was pretty great in this. Yeah. I he, feel like he did a good job. Yeah. He had a oh, amazing range of emotion. Yeah. And it was so believable. Yeah. And even part of the, part of the, uh, uh commercial that you might've seen is when he's yelling at Bernie and he, he says in the and commercial, just, and, and then like, he pulls I'm back sorry. and he's just like, I'm sorry. And he's like, I know. And you could even see it in his face. Like, it wasn't an I'm sorry. Like, it's just like, this is like, I'm sorry. Like, whatever. This isn't a big deal. I'm sorry. It's like he meant it. Yeah. And then he wasn't able to actually say thank you until years later. Yeah. And like, you could even see that pulling on his soul. And it just, it worked so well. Bernie was great too. Oh I my lo- God. Yeah. It's Jamie Bell. Yeah. He did such a good job. He redeemed himself for um, Absolutely. Jumper. I, never, I almost will never forgive him, but almost. this movie. This but movie he did a good back. job. Yeah, and and I, I I loved how they even tackled the whole homosexuality yeah. in this. They didn't harp on it. No, they didn't. it was like just enough where we knew it was important because he got married and he wanted to find a girl. But then not enough where it was a whole like it wasn't the entire movie. Yeah, they didn't and make it I about liked. his struggle with being a gay yeah. man in you know back then yeah. and and being true to there, himself. There, there, was there was some. some. There was some, yeah. but they weren't like. 
you know I feel they weren't drawn out they weren't drawn out they were yeah. they were succinct they were their own scenes and then we kind of like all right we get it that happened it's super sad and then this happened yeah and it was just like it wasn't just it wasn't completely different it was just it built on it and on and, and like I said like most people don't know much about Elton John so when they tackled his uh substance abuse it was sort of a surprise but there are scenes like the scene where he mar- marries uh i forget her name and he just pours himself vodka and orange juice <laughs> yeah and he's just like like that was and he downs so, it that was so sad because he you saw that in his like taron egerton in his fucking face muscles he's just like he wants to like he drinks a good amount and then he's gonna put it down but he's like i want to drink more yeah. and he just keeps drinking and then he just like sees that she's starting to cry and he's just like i'm sorry like I just have to do this because I'm addicted to alcohol. Uh, And then you see him interact with like Bernie while he's spiraling and stuff. And it's, it's, it, it also doesn't do the rock star, like crazy life. Like Elton John was crazy. Yeah. He was fucking like taking pills and doing coke and all, like he said, like I did every drug. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's how the movie begins too, is he, when he goes to the rehab, he's just like, I'm addicted to alcohol and drugs and sex and cocaine and like and then you you kind of realize that you're just like oh shit yeah like this is gonna be deep and it is yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah the, the costumes in this were pretty fun amazing and i loved how even at the end during the credits they, they, they show did you they do the side, side by, by sides, sides. Yeah. it was great yeah and you can tell that the costume designer had fun with it they yeah. didn't do the exact replicas yeah. And but it they still worked. Great. They look great. It, yeah. it was amazing, and yeah. he and he's known for having super outlandish. Like some of them were like to the T. Some of them yeah. were perfect, uh, but some of them were just like a play off. But I still think like even Taron Egerton's just portrayal in the costume and and going through the scenes and, and going through the emotion. I just it. I think it just worked. Yeah, like he was just able to get into the pants or the you know the shoes of elton and and yeah. bring that and the shitty people in his life were the Sh- actors did people. a great great <laughs> job of being shitty and uh and uh his mom Bernie did a great job of being being a supportive friend yeah best uh, friend brother best friend. yeah oh my god i'm yeah. crying yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i even i even like their their moment on the roof where he tries to kiss yeah. him and he's like i love you yeah, man but, but not, i'm not, not like that, that way, and then yeah. they just like like they're just and, like, okay, and that yeah. was the, and that was one of the parts too that i loved it was just like it's not about him like being gay. It's yeah. about him just loving him as a brother. Yeah. And even when it when he brought it up in in the uh, uh, the restaurant or the the club, or whatever, it's like, is that a problem with you? And you could see that he was getting like very yeah. anxious. Yeah. And then he was and like, it like, ah, doesn't matter to not, me. Not to me. Yeah. And then he was just like, but yeah. it might uh, be for your girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, which was really fun. Yeah. And all of his <laughs> friends, yeah, were very like they were cool, who, super. They were just like, it. yeah, man, just be gay. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Which was great. Great. Feel good movie. If it weren't for all the sex and f bombs, I would say go take your kids to it. (laughs) But if you're cool parents, go take your kids to it. I don't know. I don't know about Uh, kids. Nah, it was rated R. There's Uh, definitely some sex. Definitely. Definitely some sex. There's a big orgy scene and some Um, oral. There's some. There's some. There's some BJ's by the pool. By the pool. Uh, There's definitely man on man. Yes. And it was funny too because I was in the I was in the theater. There was a older couple like a few seats to my right, and there was an older. Oh my god. There was an older couple like above me. And a few like rows behind, and the the older couple behind me, the few rows behind, would not stop commentating. Wow, like, really? The entire time, it was obnoxious. But some of it was actually pretty funny because the first time 
that there is a same-sex kiss on screen. It was between actually one of the backup singers for one of the first bands. He was a young yeah. black man. And all he does, he just comes up, up to him and just like lands a kiss on him. And then he says, have a good show. Yeah. And as soon as that happened, the, <laughs> the couple behind me, they were just like, wait, what? <laughs> like they didn't know. They didn't know Elton John I was, was like, gay? <laughs> but I thought that was really funny. But the rest of the movie was, was That's a little hilarious. bit hilarious. If those old people lived their entire lives thinking Elton John was a straight man <laughs> and they were just like, <laughs> <laughs> and they finally found yeah. out. I'm the, glad they in, finally in the found craziest, out. most fantastical way they could by watching this uh, fantastic. And then, movie. and then when they had the sex scene, the the couple to my right were just like, they it, like they weren't like saying any words, but it sounded like they were they're like, like hmm. they were like yeah, they were disapproving. Hmm. Like this is too much. Mm-mm. And I'm just like, how many straight sex scenes, sex have, scenes you have you ever seen? Yeah. So bitch, get over it. Yeah. Um, but yes. I mean, it, but I don't think it was super excessive. Like obviously, I don't think there, so. there wasn't anything. It was very tasteful. Yeah. Tasteful nudes. Tasteful sex. Uh, um, but but again, like the homosexuality wasn't the forefront of the, the whole scene, uh, the whole movie, and yeah. it was it was done tastefully. It was done very well. It made you feel. Yeah. And the music was music. It was. It was Elton John, baby. Yeah, um, I'll just say about uh, John Reed or Richard Madden. Um, mm-hmm. He should be more stuff. Definitely. I love his accent. He's yeah, he's, he's king of the north accent, man. He's <laughs> just like even when he was being a dick, I was just like. He's still cool. <laughs> yeah, I want to be your friend. Go out there and, and and record an album. I'll still have my twenty percent. And I'm just like, fucking. I guess. <laughs> like I can't be mad yeah, at you. It's like, Richard dude, man, so fucking suave. God damn it. Uh, he was a dick, though. He was. Oh my god. He should be using him. He, he should be James Bond after Idris Elba. What Ooh, do you think? Yeah. All right, I'll I'll, I'll call him. Yeah. Let cool. Him know. <clears throat> All right. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. How many? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna say. Um, how many non-hugged da- uh, kids out of oh, ten? No. How many? Yeah. No. <laughs> how many daddy problems out oh, of ten? Oh, daddy, why? <laughs> I'm gonna give this eight daddy problems. Eight out daddy of 10. problems. Yes. Absolutely. This was a uh, it was a fun fun ride. It's got great music. It's got it'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It'll oh, make yeah. you do all of it. Hell to the it'll end. it'll give you a better idea of this guy's music or in this guy's life that you just probably never had any idea about and it really does change biopics in a in in a way that i think other biopics will take Mm -hmm. note of and you ready for the next one um yeah i'm sure i'm sure i i really did think i left that movie thinking that this was going to change those these kinds of movies forever because this is a far superior way to tell the story of and not just musicians yeah. musicians help because you have music yeah you could turn it into a musical Absolutely. there's that opportunity but you know like it could also work for kind of anyone yeah like if you just have their imagination going on yeah. and seeing how a person thinks you know and and seeing how they see the world do you know the next one though oh they, what they already started filming the, the, on... is there a is there a shared universe going on madonna there? are they doing a madonna story yeah. i don't think she's old enough to get a story yet <laughs> I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> Who's gonna play her? We'll see. Is I it Miley Cyrus? <laughs> no. I'll watch it be though. Oh god. Watch it be. Um, yeah. It Eight up. out of ten. I'd recommend going to see going to see it, uh, especially if you love Elton John's music, um, or Taron Edgerton because he does a great job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, how many desserts Elton John eats in one sitting out of ten? <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm gonna do th- probably the exact number. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, and I'm gonna give this probably a nine out of ten. Oh, that's more than me. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know. I kind of feel like just in that realm, it 
it just works just like as a, as a movie in itself i thought it was very good it was just done well cinematography was great make um costumes were great music was great just kind of the acting i think was just top yeah top shelf um but as a biopic i think it, it does even better like yeah. ha- having the history of this guy and, and following his struggle uh making you cry every 10 minutes but also making you tap your feet and sing along like like right after it itself it's like up and down up and down it's it really takes you on a ride yeah and uh it was for the most part enjoyable (laughs) (laughs) uh so it definitely was really good i really enjoyed it and um i would recommend it yeah see it in theaters everyone yeah support yeah support this movie and support us if you uh if you have anything to say to us any uh uh, suggestions for episodes. We haven't done a topic in a while, yeah, so concerns. Uh, so let us know. We're uh, at relatively subjective on Facebook and Instagram, and relsubpod on Twitter. You can Twitter. also shoot us an email at relatively subjective at gmail dot com. And um, next week we'll be talking about X Men Dark Phoenix. Dark Probably Phoenix. Uh, gonna be good. Um, we'll <laughs> no, it's not gonna be good. It's not going to be good. Uh, and then we have... Or watch oh, us yeah. eat our words next week. We yeah. don't know. You know what? Maybe. No, I don't think so. I doubt it, but maybe. Maybe, but I don't think so. We'll see. But not really. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, until next time, may all your rocket man <laughs> monsters be Godzilla of the King. <laughs> huh? Uh, may all your... Come on, do it. May uh, do it. May all your. What did you say? <laughs> I don't want to repeat. I can't repeat that. Uh, may all your rocket. May all your. Oh fuck. May all your rocket man monsters be Godzilla of the King. That's what I said. That's what I said. That's probably not what I said. But no, you know. I doubt it. But uh, okay, fine. Let's. Uh, may all your. Um, Rocket monsters be king of the Godzilla mans. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to know what that looks like. Godzilla mans. All right, everyone. Bye. Bye.